The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. And before we begin tonight's interview, I wanted to pay tribute to one of the most beloved members of the extraterrestrial phenomena research community, Command Sergeant Major Robert O. Dean. Bob passed away on October 11, 2018. He worked for NATO at SHAPE, Supreme Headquarters Allied Powers Europe. I had the honor and the privilege of spending time with Bob multiple times. He was a true gentleman and a friend of humanity. I know he'll be missed by many. Here's a short audio clip I'd like to share with you. I guess I speak out openly and bluntly about this because I feel so strongly about it. I violate my security oath every time I speak about it. I do it intentionally and I do it on purpose. Because I feel so strongly that the American people not only have a right to know the truth, but they have a need to know the truth. The truth apparently is simply this, that we're not alone, we've never been alone. We are apparently part of an infinite universe filled with intelligent life. I find that exciting. It doesn't frighten me. And I think the time has come where we're about to meet our extended family. It's going to be very soon. And the people are not ready. And one of the reasons I do speak out so bluntly and so openly is if in some small way I can help people get prepared for this. Because I believe that this reality, once we have accepted it and understood it and gone beyond the fear, will bring about an expansion of consciousness in the human race that will truly help us and prepare us to go out there and take our rightful place in that infinite community of life. Tonight's interview was recorded days before Bob's passing. Otherwise, James Gilliland and I would have discussed Bob for sure, especially since Bob spent time at the East City Ranch. We loved our time with him there. I put a few pictures on Facebook, but also you can go to our website and click on Veritas TV. You'll see a few videos with Bob, including a short interview I conducted with him at a UFO Congress a few years ago. Rest in peace, Bob, and I hope your journey through the stars is everything you wanted and more. And one last thing before we begin. Some of the graphics that appear on tonight's promotional image are not photoshopped. I cannot tell you which ones they are because I might get in real trouble. But I left them there to see if any of you have witnessed some of what you see. Okay, enough for now. Let's get to the interview. It's been a few years since I visited the East City Ranch, the place where I saw my very first UFO. Apparently, the East City Stargate, as it's known lately, and we'll discuss why, is having all sorts of paranormal activity. Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas at Veritas Radio. If you want to listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, click on the subscribe button. Join me on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And to tell us more, tonight's special guest is James Gilliland, a best-selling author, internationally known lecturer, minister, counselor, multiple near-death experiencer, and contactee. 
He is a facilitator of many Eastern disciplines, a visionary dedicated to the awakening and healing of humanity and the earth, who teaches higher dimensional realities from experience. He is recognized worldwide as the founder of the Gilliland Estate, commonly known as the East City Ranch, or enlightened contact with extraterrestrial intelligence, where he documents and shares amazing multidimensional contact phenomenon, which can be viewed at eSETI.org. And we have a more comprehensive bio on our website. And directly from Trout Lake, Washington, I'd like to welcome my friend, James Gilliland. Hello, James, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? Oh, great. Yeah, it has been a while. I didn't realize it's been that long. We, you know, we've been so busy here, but uh, I remember we had a great time last time you are here, and, and maybe we can recreate that again. Absolutely. I, you know, I never forget, really, when summer comes by, and as I've mentioned to you before, I have a growing daughter now, so we spend our summers, the whole family together. Otherwise, you know, I would be there. I love East City. It's where I saw my very first UFO, and it was because of Brooks Agnew, who had a, an incredible experience there, too. But give us a recap of what's been happening the past few years. I hear there's a new documentary, a lot of sightings. Many, many witnesses. Tell us more. Yeah, there is so much going on here. We've uh, we just launched um, the uncontrolled narrative, and we have a lot of top people there. Jimmy Church is in there. Um, I'm trying to think of the list, but uh, there's a whole whole long list of people in there. Billy Carson, uh, Teresa Yarnos. Um, trying to think of who else, and there's quite a few people in it. But um, they're all people that have come to the ranch and have seen the ships themselves. And what was interesting, while we were filming the documentary and uh, interviewing the people, the ships were flying around in the background. So if you, uh, they're hard to see until you blow it up and you go, wait a second, there's a ship sitting there right over the mountain, or you'll see them zip by really, really fast. But it's funny how they, they actually participated in the documentary itself. But, uh, it uh, it covers, you know, all the activity going on here, and it also brings up the question is of you know why the censorship, and and why even the UFO community is being is censoring a lot of what's going on here. Now let me go back in steps because I have to go back in time. You know, I always mention my very first UFO being there, and people when I when I tell you that I saw something, I don't like to talk about it unless I can prove it. And thankfully, our friend John Kelly actually mm-hmm. filmed it. So it's right on our website for anybody to to see. But years later, I remember one time, and I don't mean to be repetitive, but I think it's important to to reminisce a little bit. I was, it was probably 10, 11 p.m. at night, and I was going to the field, and I see John Kelly there positioned with his paraphernalia, his equipment there. And all of a sudden, we're just an impromptu interview between John and I. And we see these lights in the middle of Mount Adams. And then all of a sudden I said, wait a second, are there some, you know, snowmobiles, cars, what's going on there? And these things were going in and out of Mount Adams. Have you ever been able to discover what they are? And I know Jimmy Church had some news a few months ago, or I think it was, it was last year, where there's some entries or, or, you know, they look like caves. Can you tell us more about what's going on at Mount Adams? Well, we actually have film of ships, you know, going in and out of the mountain. Peter Slattery with uh, Australia was here, and he got some amazing footage. We just had Rob Freeman, and he has this thing. He calls it uh, 
weapons of mass de- detection. He has about a hundred and fifty thousand dollar <laughs> camera array there with with uh, the same thermal as the military. Everything. It's just amazing. And uh, he proved that these lights are not known objects. They aren't people walking around with uh, headlamps or anything else because, you know, that mountain's 13 to 14 miles away. Right. So there's no way you'd even see a headlamp. And that's what people automatically dismiss it, you know, with. But when you look at it through a thermal camera, you can tell if there's a person there hiking. You can see them in the thermal camera. There's nothing there. There's no heat signature at all. And, uh, you know, we keep seeing this over and over again. These, these, uh, these ships that are flying in and out, they're, you know, they're leaving the mountain, you know, so they're, they're definitely not campers unless somebody took a jet pack up there or something, but, uh, <laughs> right. I doubt it. But, uh, even, um, uh, oh, what's the camera guys? I'm trying to think of their name. We, we've had two or three documentaries since then. But the GoPro people, they went up there and they got some amazing footage, but they haven't made that available for some reason. I don't know why. But, uh, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've got some amazing footage of, of objects landing on the mountain, morphing into three or four ships and then turning back into one again and then taking off and jets chasing them. And, and now we have a lot of massive ships at treetop level coming over the over the ranch and powering up and just lighting up the whole field and you know there's sometimes 200 witnesses in the field when this happens you know so when you have the multiple witnesses and you've got you know triple phd boeing engineers lockheed skunkworks people you've got pilots you know even air force base commanders people of that nature all saying that you know these are not ours we don't know whose ships these are you know, it's pretty obvious that there's there's a major event happening here. A couple of more items from my past at East City. I remember I don't I don't remember which time it was, but I arrived one night before the main crowd would would arrive, and you probably remember this, James. But I was in my cabin. All of a sudden, I I hear this rumbling, almost like an earthquake, and it was obviously a helicopter. And I jump out. Oh yeah, remember that? And it was a Chinook helicopter. Probably less than a hundred feet from from the ground, and I could see that the person had some red uh, goggles or, or or you know infrared goggles with them, and they were just stationed there for a few minutes. And once again, who who filmed them? John Kelly. It's right on our website. Mm-hmm. There's the helicopter right there. So I'm not just telling you a fake story here, folks, to to mm-hmm. give he said he free advertising. I'm not. I'm just telling you it happened to me. Why has that happened more than once? And why is the? It was obviously a military helicopter, and I believe there's not. Do you have a military base close by? No, we don't. And we just filmed one about two hours ago, actually, a uh, Blackhawk with the doors open, flying by really low. And and actually, we just posted it on Facebook, so uh, you know we could shoot that over to you if you want. But. Uh, uh, it's very close. You can see uh, we zoomed way in on it with 4K, and you can see – you could probably even see the pilots in it, you know. But uh, we have that happening on a regular basis. When I do presentations, I show a lot of the activity, and, and there's actually chase scenes where helicopters have been chasing these UFOs, and it's no contest. You know, they come up on the UFO, and it just disappears and reappears behind them. And they'll make a big long turn to come back again, and then it disappears again. And, uh, you know, and they just jump. You know, they jump wherever they want to be. So 
it's it's basically you know no contest when they try to to uh, you know go after these things and, and we've actually had military jets I have that on film as well uh, vanished one was coming right in on a UFO that was near the moon and it it got louder and louder and had you know its afterburners going and all of a sudden it disappeared the lights went off nothing there was like nothing there and then the the next day we had three. Uh, I think they're like F-15s or something, all black, no markings on them, uh, circling the ranch. And so they could circle the ranch two or three times. We've got that on film, too, as well. So there's a lot of things they're not telling us about going on up in the skies. We see those black helicopters uh, every so often in Sedona as well. Mm-hmm. But I remember this Chinook. It was gray. It was really large. And the person... It was almost like if it was pointing, I wouldn't say a gun, was pointing something at us. And yeah. I wonder, I wonder if they're trying to detect, because, you know, in the summer when you have, you get so many people there, I wonder if they're trying to find a special or specific body heat signature that they're looking for. You think that's what they're doing? You know, they have so much gear on those helicopters. Uh, we, I had a guy that was in the Air Force, and I showed him footage of one of them, and he said, you know, there's gear on that helicopter I've never seen before. And that's what he did. He serviced helicopters and worked on them. And he said he thinks he knows what they are. Uh, but, yeah, they sense every kind of frequency, you know, any any electrical activity, magnetic a- activity, uh, anything. They have all these sensors on them. And, and, you know, any changes in the fields, they probably have, uh, special cameras, probably infrared, maybe even ultraviolet on there. Uh, I would imagine they have just about everything for detecting anything. Have you ever gotten a visit from the military or or intelligence to ask you questions? Uh, I had a colonel call me once, and uh, he told me to stop talking about it and stop lying, you know, about the UFOs. <clears throat> and uh, I listened to him for a while. And and I said, you know, excuse me, sir, you know, can you spell civilian? And uh, and so so basically I told him, I said, I can't believe you're a colonel and you're out of the loop. You don't know what's going on. And he got very quiet. And then was he he retired? No, I think he was active. Oh, really? Threatening a civilian? Yeah, well. He wasn't really threatening. He's just telling me not to do it. He didn't. There was no consequence of it. You know, I, I should ask him, well, what happens if I keep talking? Yeah, well, yeah. But, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, and so I, I talked to him for a while and I, I said, I, are you sure, you know, that, you know, like, how can how can you be a colonel and be out of the loop and not know what's going on? I mean, it's not just just these flying around here, which have been going on for 500 years that we know about. Um, you know, we have our own secret space fleet and everything else. How can you say there aren't, you know unidentified objects up there and, and uh he kind of changed his tune and finally just said well we just want to catch one and and i told him i said why don't you try inviting them you know rather than chasing them you know and, and uh you know with aggression you know why not start meditating and invite them and see what happens you know and that was about the end of that conversation it's just incredible. And the name Isidi Stargate, I have to just mention this for the audience mm-hmm. in case they don't know this. Uh, the last time 
I think it was, or one of the last times I went there, you and I were doing a clearing. You were doing a clearing for me, mm-hmm. and you said, your spirit guide is not here. And by the way, I know other people whose spirit guide happens to be that one. Our friends in Canada are listening to us right now. But mm-hmm. probably a month or two later, I went to Sedona and just, you know the story, but I went to Sedona with a, you know, to a conference and so a group of friends said, hey, there's going to be a, a social gathering in, in such and such house. So if you're invited. So I went there and they were playing this game. It looked like a Ouija board, but different. And oh. to make a long story short, they were saying, oh, Orion is here or, you know, somebody else is here. All of a sudden they said, Nadia is here. Mm-hmm. And I had to remove my hands from the table and I say, wait a second. That's not me typing this. Somebody else did. And, and I asked the question, how do you know me? And they started moving the table and there's a scribe next to me and said, you met, you met her at the East City Stargate. And I just, again, folks, I'm not the type of person that believes I have to know. Nobody in that table, nobody in that house knew about Nadia. It was only between James and I. And this person wrote that. So now please explain when you do your clearings and these spirit guys that come down, what is the purpose? Well, basically, um, the main main function is to help people to heal and clear and get their own contact or their own inner guidance going. And we do have a lot of friends and masters and teachers and and some of them off-world and some of them are people that have known us in other off-world lifetimes and things like that. So we have uh, Star Nation families and, and things that are, you know, watching over us and assisting us. But the main focus is to heal any old wounds and traumas you know, wrong conclusions from past experiences and to reconnect people with, you know, your multidimensional self because, you know, most, most people are walking around just thinking they're a body and a personality, but we're a spirit that has a body and a personality and that spirit is eternal and it's multidimensional and which which is hard to wrap your head around because then you have to start reevaluating time and everything else. So, so but uh, it's just to... to give people access to their soul and the wisdom within their soul. And, uh, and that wisdom a lot of times, uh, is involved with other very advanced civilizations, you know, so they have that wisdom within their soul and to bring that forward. Do you think that this incident that happened to me, the, the person say East city Stargate, did you know it was the Stargate before, or did it give you more validation that all of a sudden out of the blue somewhere else, somebody mentioned it? Well, it did validate it. Um, we knew we knew there was a Stargate here, and we have a. Since you've been here, we actually had a Hopi elder come out, and we did a put in a medicine wheel, and uh, and it has pods for each star nation, and it's very powerful. People walk in there and have life changing, you know, tra- transitions and things energetically. Uh, the Pleiadian uh, circle is still out there where the Pleiadian energy is very much anchored in, but uh, it did validate it. And uh, our on YouTube, we have ESETI Stargate on YouTube, which has all the latest. It has the uncontrolled narrative on it and a lot of the latest sightings and videos. And and uh, we we recently just filmed these sky worms, or they call them sky dragons, which have been in the sky uh, as well as massive treetop level ships coming over with, you know, 
again, about 200 witnesses, you know, so at the time. So it's uh, when you have that many witnesses and you have multiple videos. uh Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.